1: Welcome to Landshark's After Dark, your favorite podcast about the Ole Miss Rebels. It is Monday, March 26, 2018. I'm Justin Sanders. We got a a good show on tap for you, I'd say. Definitely a favorite guest uh, in the studio with us. First, let me introduce my co-host. Just like every week, I got John Stefanczyk on the line. What's up, John? How you doing, buddy?
2: Doing good. Happy Monday, everybody.
1: Happy Monday. Back recording on Mondays this week.
2: We're back on dates. We got who's yelling at me for not recording on Monday? Somebody Taylor was Robinson. yelling.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, we well, He was already Fair one of the people I knew. So it doesn't count.
2: Get it out of the way. The new the uh, New Hampshire weather report, sponsored by Friday Rolling, mm-hmm. best, <laughs> best cultural podcast on the uh, on the don't iTunes try, network. Yeah, don't now, try to but, say
1: their whole thing. Like the whole their whole whatever Bebel says at the top of the show. It's too much. I
2: couldn't say it if I it's, tried. It's, it's, it's too much. Right in front of me. Uh, no clouds in the sky, clear sunny day. We hit 42 today, New point 21. Ew. Supposed to get up to 50 later in the week.
1: It's hot here.
2: And we're getting upper 50s in New York. I'm going to New York for the weekend. We actually, we have Good Friday as a holiday at work. It's kind of interesting. They, hmm. some, they do it, some they do it, depending on how... Like July Fourth and everything falls if they have an extra day or not. But um, Mm -hmm. so I will be going to New York. I believe we have our listeners, Connor McLean and Channing Lansdale, will be hosting myself.
1: Beautiful, and so I assume uh, Miss Marianne's going to be meeting you up there for church on Sunday.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll FaceTime her in from some (laughs) upper east side of Manhattan. That's what I want to hear. That'll definitely happen.
1: That's what I want to hear. All right, that sounds good. Uh, I think you might have already figured it out. Some of our more astute listeners from that uh, the bashful laugh you heard earlier on the show. But of course, we're joined by the one and only Paul Tool. How you doing, buddy?
0: Dude, I'm doing great. I'm very happy to be here. I'm currently looking at my uh, Skype profile picture, which is like 10 years old, yeah. and I was like 45 pounds heavier. It's
1: really good. So I might have yeah, already so taken a screenshot of it.
0: It's really. I look disgusting. But also, that's the bad news. The good news is, I'm looking out my window, and there's like a lot of hot moms walking by on the road, in my neighborhood in Jackson. So uh, that makes it better. So you're, yeah,
1: you're you're incorrigible, Paul. You're incorrigible. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you're excited to be back on the show. We always love having you. And uh, you know, anytime a guest asks to be on the show, I got to say it's a little bit of an honor. So I'm glad it's fun. I guess to do the show. Obviously, you get something out of it. So always love having you back. I think we got a few things on the agenda today. Um, we're gonna talk about baseball, of course, up to number four in the country after a very impressive series win at Texas A&M. All three games decided by one run. Um, it's a stressful, stressful series to say the least. Uh, you know, at various points throughout the weekend, pretty much every day—Thursday, Friday, Saturday—I definitely got super down on the team. Um, maybe, I mean, winning the series is winning the series, so it's it's hard to it's hard to find fault with the two out of three victory, obviously. There are still things the team needs to work on. We were just talking about this before the show. Maybe some disagreements. So we'll get into that over, uh, you know, what really are the problem areas there. We're going to talk some spring football, perhaps. Um, there's not a ton coming out of it. You know, we'll talk about maybe the running back battle, uh, just the state of the program in general. Um, and then, you know, it wouldn't be Landstrikes After Dark without a little discussion of uh, the public relations of the old mess Athletic Department, which somehow continue to get worse. Um it's like every day is a is a new reason to just shake your head in frustration and just say I can't believe they get paid to do this. Um we'll get into all of that stuff. What do you guys want to talk about first? Should we talk about baseball or should we talk about the Twitter events of the day? I'm open to anything.
0: Baseball is a happy subject. Lead with that, right? Okay, so
1: we're going to lead with we'll lead with happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, I know you were saying what was it Thursday night? You're, you said I'm gonna watch Ole Miss baseball. You're gonna commit to the team a little bit. It's always a risky proposition, right? Any Ole Miss sport to kind of you, you know invest yourself. But I think it paid off this weekend at least.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I love Ole Miss sports, but you know I try not to live and die with every win. So I yeah. figured you know because you're, be you're a passionate you're a passionate guy. You land.
1: can't you can't afford to right. put all of that Paul energy right. into every single game. I understand all twelve football games are enough. You almost die from that
0: right so but now that we're good i'm gonna jump on the bandwagon and see where that goes and we, we we've done well so i think i'm just going to continue on doing that
1: you have to now it's baseball superstition you, right. you started watching they won a big series and
2: southern beats us 12 to 2 tomorrow it's paul's fault that's what i just heard <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah no 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 of course it's not paul's fault but yeah i mean that's a huge part to talk about baseball this week um you know you, you get through the a&m series which was tough on the road and now you have Maybe the, the hardest four-game stretch, uh, definitely the hardest they've faced so far this season, Southern Miss and Oxford uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, and then Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Very, very hot-hitting Arkansas team uh, coming to Oxford for you know, the toughest series Ole Miss has had yet, I would say. I don't know a lot about their starting pitching. Um, what was the, How did that series with Florida turn out? Did Arkansas end up winning two out of three? I can pull up secsports.com here. Florida won
2: two out of three. Florida backdoor. They beat the sh- – I think they won like 17-2 to Saturday and then won 5-4 Sunday. That's good, yeah. I was, pretty, it's
1: it's good to hear that they can get shut down to that degree. Pretty,
2: pretty even. Florida wins at home. Interesting. Arkansas has got to go on the road for second week in a row on a short week for them because I think, I think everybody's Thursday through Saturday with Easter being Sunday this probably, weekend. yeah. Ole Miss got to kind of get on that cadence by playing A&M Thursday through Saturday. I I think it's kind of the same going into well, – I guess we'll, co- we'll go back and cover the A&M series in a second. Going into this next week, Southern's really good. And to me it's kind of the same theme as last week in terms of – is the starting pitching, which is billed to be a strength, if not the strength of the team mm-hmm. – are they going to step up and really come to the table? Rollison was shaky Thursday night. Feigl essentially imploded, I believe it was the second inning. MacArthur got four outs, and yet they somehow won a series in College so Station. That,
1: the, the bullpen is just insane. There's a new closer, Brucker Caracci.
2: 601 represent. You, you guys got your boy in there. Got. No, dude, no, you're
1: you're totally misrepresenting Paul and I. Any guy, Anybody that went to a private school is not our boy. We're right. uh, we're rich suburban public school kids. It's you way, guys will way not different.
2: have anything to do with prep. This is this is fantastic.
1: No, I thought he went to. Did he go to prep or Jay? One of those two. Yeah, no, he went read, to prep. My mom she went, went to, prep. to prep. My mom went to prep. My dad went to St. Andrews. That's great. But I'm just saying, always always cheer for the public school kids first. Madison Central represent. Josh Absolutely. Laxer. Jo- He's no Josh Laxer. I'll say that. He's no Josh
0: Laxer. Jaguars till my death.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah, me and Paul still go back for games all the time. <laughs> Um, yeah,
0: big boosters. Yeah, but Tobias. no, I mean John really it's hit on it. Yeah,
1: Tobias Singleton really worked out really well at Ole Miss. Uh, just the 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 way the bullpen was able to come in and and eat up huge amounts of all three games it was just crazy. About the starters, I agree it could be a problem, but. The only one that's really struggled at home was Rollison losing that game against Tennessee, right? I wasn't able to watch it, so I'm not sure. But
2: well, he got to the seventh inning and Golson whiffed. Right, him so goal. exactly.
1: So he still played well. So I have to hope that being back at home, the starters will be more comfortable. It'll be a friendly crowd.
2: You know, it's hard to
1: pitch in bluebells in Bluebell Park in college station. Like that crowd is fanatical. They have all kinds of weird chants and stuff. Obviously the ball five, ball six. Well, 7 thing is, like, very famous, and the bubble. is all that They're weird damn people. That's they are, they are weird. I, I have to hope that the uh, the starting pitching is going to be better this weekend against Arkansas, and kind of the inverse with Arkansas's offensive success. I mean, they've been high-flying, very high-firepower offense uh, this far, but, you know, I think a lot of those uh, big offensive performances have come, you know, at home in Fayetteville. So maybe we can kind of neuter that power a little bit, if you're able to get a series win, I mean, really, two and two on the week is huge. You, you can lose to Southern, still win the series. You can beat Southern, who's number 14 right now in the rankings. It's going to help your RPI. Uh, only win one game against Arkansas. It's still a pretty good week outcome. Um, you know, one and three is is not outside their own possibility by any stretch. And honestly, 0 oh and four is, you know, 0 oh and four wouldn't even that, be that big of a setback. I think if they go 0 oh and four, they're probably still in the top 10. Just because it seems like there's a lot of respect for Arkansas and Southern right now, so it's a big week. It's a huge test if Ole Miss is able to to pull a three and one or something like that. I mean, it's you, you got to feel really good about the rest of the season moving forward. But you know, should should be a good week of baseball.
2: They're gonna go three and one this week. Gonna, John's calling gonna... it.
1: Wow, the optimism is mounting inside the uh, Land Shark Studio, folks.
2: I think. It... I think starting pitching's got to regress back to the mean, which it's above average.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: The pin now, the key they, they they've got to get there because they're going to fry the pin through the whole year if they keep doing what this what they had to do in College yeah, Station. I, I agree that that can't be. Etheridge mean.
1: pitched like a hundred pitches on the weekend.
2: This offense, full analysis to come in three weeks. Everybody can looking forward to keep they can keep uh, marking the days off the calendar, but mm-hmm. they're better than we thought they were going to be. Fairly, becoming fairly bullish on that, and this team is mentally tough. Which we know Ole Miss has flaws. Um, we'll, we'll give Justin fifteen minutes to art, uh, articulate on the outfield here in a minute. Yeah, I could. But every baseball, every college team's got flaws. Even really good college teams have flaws. Mm-hmm. Question is, are you, how do you, do you work through those? Or can you exploit others? Ole Miss has got a pretty good formula. They've got a shot at being pretty good. Now, could they hit a lull here? And oh, yeah. If they go up and down. I think at a minimum, this team is probably 500 in the league. And if, if they do that, they're they're a dangerous two-seeded tournament. Because if they, if they get hot pitching, they have enough arms to work through. It kind of comes down to timely hitting in these rules. I, I think
1: they're going to host. I mean, they're already such a darling of the baseball press. I mean, being ranked fourth right now. I mean, they're I... They're better
2: than they State... They're probably even or better than Vandy. They're better than LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina's bad this year. They got yep. sweat. They like Carolina.
1: Florida. I mean, I, I think they could probably go toe to toe with Florida.
2: Alabama's not any good. I mean, they, yeah. they. should
1: be able to get. I mean, they just if beat a and I think they could probably win a series with Kentucky. Auburn's going to be a fight. Um, Mizzou would probably be they, fairly close. They miss
2: Florida, they miss Kentucky and they mm-hmm. miss Missouri,
1: mm-hmm. which is which is. I don't know. It's good and bad, right? Because you want that for your resume, your
2: RPI, but those That's are all pretty enough. decent. They have, I mean, college winning in College Station is good. Yeah. Tennessee's RPI, let's look at it here. I mean, they're going to go to Vanderbilt. Right. I mean, what they, really they, sucks they,
1: is they have to play at Starkville in what's going to be a really tough series against what's probably going to be an RPI bomb of a state team. Is, is... Ah,
2: they go in there and win two out of three, I think. Uh,
1: I hope so, but that's we know that's a weird game. I mean we all remember what
2: twenty fifth in RPI. I mean Georgia's eighth right now RPI. I mean yeah, they're gonna have a good season. They're gonna have plenty of opportunities. So Yeah.
1: No definitely they definitely have the opportunities. Um you, you mentioned mental toughness, John. I mean honestly they are a lot more mentally tough than I am because in the third or fourth inning of that game three on Saturday, I had already given up. Thought the game was over. They kept fighting back. There were like four lead changes at least in that game. Uh it was crazy. The offense really came through. Zabowski Zabowski had some huge, huge hits on the weekend. Tyler Keenan had some huge hits on the weekend.
2: Uh, they've got more pop at the bottom of the lineup than I thought, yes, uh,
1: six seven eight it's is is kind possible. of insane power with uh but I, I think it's it's being changed up. So I think is gonna be the five hole now. Golson in the sixth, but Zabowski, Cockerel, and Keenan in the bottom of the order, they can all they can all go out of the yard at any time. Um and, and Cockerell is not coming back down to earth. Like I, I really thought he got all three starts this weekend at D H. Um I, I really thought that his average was gonna was gonna start evening out, which would mean a lot of bad plate appearances, but he's still at like four thirty or some insane thing. Like I'm about to pull it up, but it wow. just crazy.
2: They've got depth in the lineup. They got plenty of lefties. Um, do they have?
1: Yeah. Did you see they're eighteen and zero versus righty starters?
2: Is that right? Yeah. I mean Bianco team's always hit right-handed pitching well. It's lefties giving trouble. They, got they didn't enough, hit anybody last year. They got yeah. enough righties that they can put in there to be to set up. I mean, they're they're pretty damn well equipped. The one I don't think they have a. Do they have an elite? Like J.B. Woodman, top three hitters in the league type player this year. I
1: don't um, think
2: so. A lot of depth.
1: Yeah, it's more about the depth, right? I mean, I do. I really do think Fortes is your strongest hitter. That's why isn't that three hole? I mean, he's I your most reliable guy. I'm, I'm amazed what he can do with that compact swing. That tomahawk homer hit on Friday, they give or on Thursday. I keep saying Friday because you know the, the game, the three games, and they move around. In game one, to really give Ole Miss hope that they could win the game was just destroyed like he just destroyed it um, I think Zabowski it, I guess Cockle has the most pure power on the team I think Zabowski has the best swing maybe him and Kessinger both have just really pure long swings um, it's deep it's deep for sure and then like you said you got you got the young guys like uh, like Adams and Keenan that are very productive right now really filling their roles well Keenan's a, a power threat and he's playing great third base um, Adams is is Really, you know that that second leadoff role is fitting him really well right now. He's obviously going to be the leadoff hitter whenever Kessinger has gone. Um, I, I I agree. I feel pretty good about the tools they have. And then what? Michael Fitzsimmons hits a grand slam off the bench. Like what is that? Like He's just
2: had a hell of a lot of power. You have and random can...
1: power off the bench, and you have Rowe on the bench as well.
2: I think what, I tell you what we nailed is Golson is the X factor, and on the, really on the whole damn team, to be right. frank. Mm-hmm mm-hmm what's what's he gonna be yeah so, so
1: chase Cockerell, 434 average uh 23 hits and 53 at-bats his uh his his ops is what like 1150 1148 or something like that that's whack
0: See that's not that impressive to me. Uh, to impress me, you've got to hit at least five hundred. So
1: yeah, you, know. you want every one out of two at least to be hits. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I'm should. with you.
0: But then I mean, so I mean, it's good. It's okay.
1: Cockrell hasn't played all season, right? But Kessinger has been your everyday leadoff. He's hitting three fifty five. Uh, I mean, that's that's really really good. Um, his on base percentage at four thirty four, and that's solid for your leadoff guy. Thomas Diller getting on base four forty nine. Um, I mean for a power threat that strikes out a lot, that's pretty damn good. Oh, this is insane. Dillard's listed as a thousand per- as a hundred like a hundred percent fielding percentage. Come on now. We all we all saw that uh that drop ball on the warning track against AM. That AM scoring was such trash. Like the AM had like three errors in one inning in game three, but they didn't even count the one that was like the worst one earlier in the game. It's just college scoring is really stupid. I don't know.
2: It's college ball. Paul, yeah. what do you think of this team? Man, I I've been impressed with
0: the resilience because I feel like in past years when I paid more attention and I kind of stopped paying attention, we just kind of fold a little bit. Maybe mm. I'm wrong on that. Definitely I mean, when you impressive. get down too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you go into Texas A&M and you're you know you're losing, you know these games and there's pressure and stuff like that, and just to come back in those fashions, I mean, color me impressed for sure. I, I did have a question for you guys. Like we've had some really good baseball teams at Ole Miss but where is it too early to kind of place this one kind of in uh in historically under Bianco or I'm thinking it might be but what what do you guys think about that
1: yeah I mean we could do a mid-season but at the same time it's only going to matter what the final results are as far as where it stacks up with uh with the Bianco teams but I I mean I think this team has the ceiling of 2014 what do you think John
2: I would agree uh, they need five Better Beigle. better
1: bullpen, less less offensive star power, but still very deep on offense.
0: Was that the year the World Series? Year? Omaha,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking um we're talking uh the the catcher, Will, what's his last name? Obviously Bousfield in center field, Austin Anderson uh, at their base. Uh, yeah. Will Sy- Will Allen Will Allen they, Sykes they Orvis the
2: lineup was probably better from a a little better from a star standpoint well you had Braxton
1: Lee leading off and Balsfield in the two hole like that's really really good and then obviously having Balsfield in center is a huge defensive upgrade over Golson. but like I said the bullpen was not as good the starter is probably a scratch
2: bullpen was good not great
1: it was Um, good but after Laxer I mean Weathersby really didn't emerge until later in the
2: season Wyatt short was key to that as a freshman. Yeah, as a freshman, he yeah. Help model around Laxer, um, but still, I, mean, I, was...
1: I think we need to we need to not let it pass how impressive Caracci was on Thursday and Saturday. Um, he didn't have quite the same velocity he had when he came back on Saturday, which is totally understandable.
2: He got he got away with it on Saturday. Yeah,
1: I mean, he did. But both days, he went through their their hottest hitters and their historically best hitters, and he went right at them with fastballs. I mean, I don't know. It was impressive. Maybe he won't be so lucky in the future, but that was a, gutty, a gutsy performance for sure.
2: Thursday, that was... The Thursday,
1: he came in and pitched six outs and went straight through uh, Shoemaker and uh, the guy hitting in front of him, who was so hot, uh, Mayhan, um, and just went right at him at, with heat. I mean, Shoemaker is scary up there. He was a f- All American as a freshman last year. Like he's not having it quite the same season, but still, he's he's like a big, tall, skinny guy. Um, he just looked completely lost trying to hit Caracci. So impressive. I mean, what do we think about Dallas Wolfolk? Kind of as in a middle relief, a middle relief role with his uh his decreased velocity this year. I mean, I think it makes sense. The question is, will he totally you know grab onto that role and be fine with it? If so, I think it could definitely work.
2: I think you got enough arms back there to where everybody just needs to go out there and pitch when they. It so almost for some seems reason to... still putting Stokes in to get
1: hammered randomly late in games, but whatever.
2: Stokes like the sixth option. It's beautiful. But yeah, he went in
1: and gave up like two hits at least on Sunday or Saturday. Yeah.
2: Um, it they've got it's almost with the bullpen that it's a competition between them on who's going to be the best pitcher of the weekend in a good way. Yeah, and then the hitters, uh, I think
1: Etheridge, it, man, Etheridge is so sick. He's going to be an awesome starter next year.
2: The mentality of this team is kind of like we were this highly rated recruiting class. We took our lumps last year, but we're. <laughs> We're better than what we showed and we're gonna go out there and improve and we have a chip on our shoulder every day. I mean they're Kessinger really
1: su- Kessinger could be the most improved player in the country. I don't know. I mean I think he definitely is in would, the SEC.
2: he's he, he surprised. Me. He's he's I gone think.
1: from like two twenty last year to uh to three fifty five so far this season. I mean that is that's insane improvement.
2: If their starting pitching lives up to its top line billing, they're gonna I mean to get back to your question, Paul, this could be as, as good as any Bianco team. Mm-hmm. Rollison and MacArthur in particular need to go out there and throw strikes.
1: They're yeah, trying to
2: pitch. Dude. I'm tired of their pitch counts. The hell, the hell with K and everybody. Go I, out there. get
1: I was way off. I was way off on Kessinger's batting average last year. He hit 175 as an everyday player last year. And this year he's at 355. I mean that he he almost I mean he doubled he more than doubled his average. I mean th- that's insane. That doesn't happen.
0: It's pretty good, pretty good. Hats
1: off to him, but also what a shitty freshman season. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, one seventy five is an everyday player. Not good, but
2: doing good this year. Greg, keep it up. Um, I mean Co- Cooper Johnson's kind of a role player, and it doesn't bother anybody on this team. Yeah, that's the, it's. I mean, yeah.
1: on, honestly, Cooper was so great behind the plate last year. His offense is improved this year, but he has lost some of that defensive efficiency and intensity. I mean, honestly, Ole Miss is just a better team with Fortes behind the plate. And I kind of refused to believe that earlier in the season. But, I mean, the last few times Johnson's gotten the start, it's been evident. I mean, I don't know. Whatever it is. And and that's fine because Zabowski and Crocker are hitting so well. Put Fortez at catcher. Let's get Zabowski at first every day, and let's leave Cockrell at DH every day. It works. So, sorry. Apologies to Cooper, but, you know, work on your defense back there. Work on your receiving.
2: Fortez is, what, a junior or a senior? I I
1: think he's a draft-eligible junior. Um, I think he probably goes, right, because it's the leverage and all that.
2: Probably, and then Cooper plays next year. I mean, yeah, and so work. I
1: think that's fine. I, I think if, if Cooper is looking at, okay, you can be the starting catcher next year, work towards that, everything works itself out, and it's fine. The offense could be pretty good next year because you're not losing a ton. You lose no, Olsen you lose Fortes, probably. Uh, and that's it, I think. Yeah. Everybody else, or you you lose Roe. Roe's a senior because they came from Juca. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's about it. Um, so yeah we talked about how it's a it's gonna be a tough week i don't i don't know a ton about arkansas um this is what Austin miller should have called in they're highly uh, highly
2: against. regarded offensively and supposed to i mean they're supposed mm-hmm. to be as, as good as anyone in the country mm-hmm. to be frank
1: another test the
2: one, the one thing with this team that we we glossed over and then we'll we move on a different subject is their infield defense is, good. Is, is is better than most teams have been in the past if you're if you're looking at one area, Paul, to compare this to the fourteen Omaha team and say they're definitively better. Well, there's two areas. It's bullpen depth, but even but in infield defense. It was because that was freshman Errol Robinson and then Overbee. Austin was
1: Anderson up. at third and yeah, Preston Overby a second,
2: yeah. This team is much better defensively on the infield.
1: Yeah, and you know, maybe a little worried still about Kessinger's hamstring. There were moments this weekend where I thought he should not be playing shortstop right now. It should be Sir Video out there. Um, but in the end, it worked out, you know, he, and he's a, he's still a great hitter and all that stuff. So hopefully he heals up fully. But I've been really impressed with Keenan at third. Adams is extremely solid at second. Um, and then, I mean, people listen to the show have heard me gush about Zabowski for a long time. And I, I just really think that he's everything you want in a first baseman. Does a great job out there. Big target. It, it's working well right now.
0: Well, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to stop, uh, keep uh, watching because otherwise I would just, you know, stop.
1: hell yeah well tomorrow tomorrow's game uh, SEC Network plus um, if not real TV but at the very least it'll be streaming because it is in Oxford so
2: Will Will, Will Stokes is gonna like blow a save or something tomorrow we're just all gonna be livid I can
1: see it (laughs) I I bet he does pitch Stokes tomorrow because Stokes is from Hattiesburg
2: it's gonna yeah I mean it's gonna be that it's gonna be Connor Green's gonna get his appearance yeah but
1: see, if they, if they come out tomorrow and just look like the overall better team, I'm really impressed because in the past, even when Bianco teams have been the better team, you just you can't match the intensity level of a program like Southern Miss or Memphis in the midweek where this game is so much more important to them. So if they find a way to win it tomorrow, I feel, I feel good about the whole season, and that includes the Arkansas series. So we'll see. I was kind of saying before the show, I think if they win uh, against Southern on Tuesday, I kind of lean towards 3-1 and on the week. But we'll see.
0: Could I add one baseball thought? Of course, Paul. You got anything you like? Awesome. Uh, So I was on Twitter today, and I realized that Andy Cannizzaro like never deleted his Twitter account. So the videos are all still still there. Twitter, the head, the head uh, baseball coach of Mississippi State, and his last tweet is about how he's excited about getting after it against Jackson State. I know. People keep on retweeting it, so uh, it's like a time capsule. What a great,
1: what a psyche. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I guess we shouldn't. we shouldn't like get, go too hard after uh, the Ole Miss PR when the Mississippi State PR can't even figure out how to delete that Twitter account. Like, what are you doing? Or at least make him change the bio. Like, what the hell? That's such a bad. Right. Look. That's such a bad look. Um, should we talk about that now? Should we get into our uh, our PR fiasco of the day for Ole Miss? Yeah. Salut. Let's do it. right. so uh, like any story in twenty eighteen that takes place on the internet, it's kinda convoluted, or at least it sounds weird. Um so this all started, best I could tell. I I heard about it a little bit later. I didn't see the tweet in real time. So actually I have a copy of it right here. I can I can read that's probably for the best, right? Let me read exactly what was posted to give some context. So this is at Old Miss Picks, verified account. It's a great follow if you're an old miss fan, of course. Posts a lot of really high quality photos, it's talented. So it's A.J. Brown in, like, a really crappy, like, silver picture, like old school. And the caption says, Introducing yet another series called Old Time Rebels. This will be current at Ole Miss Sports Athletes shot on Tintype. It's the same process used in the Civil War and very different from the digital we use today. So it's celebrating Ole Miss, uh, nicknamed the Rebels, yeah, and how they're using – Civil, yeah, rebels,
2: civil, war. civil war
1: era photography black of athletes black so athletes. Jesus dude. Christ, whatever. That's weird. Okay. So good friend uh, of mine and friend of the show, of course, um, Jacob Threadgill responds with the, uh, the Jonah Hill gif where he's kind of saying like, nah, nah, like doing the cut it motion. Like the, nah, do you cut it all just the gif totally warranted. It's a dumbass thing to tweet. It's a dumb promotion. Uh, and then another another friend, Andy Paul, who's a freelance reporter, I believe, right now. What up, Andy? If you're listening to this, uh, what up? he he responds to Jacob with like a gif of Cartman in the Civil War episode of South Park, something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I knew John would like that one. And uh, and so the response, and I'm pretty, I I think I, I think it's both accounts. Jacob is blocked by both Ole Miss picks and Ole Miss football. Uh, the post is deleted. The 10 type post is deleted. So apparently they agree with Jacob's sentiment and we're like, Oh yeah, that was a bad idea, but they blocked him for it. Like who, who is at the controls over, over at Ole Miss football at Ole Miss picks. obviously some petty asshole, because like, how are you helping, the future of your program just wantonly blocking alums on Twitter. I know there was a thread on rebel Grove. Other people got blocked for responding to it as well. It's just such an immature, unprofessional way to do social media. I mean, Paul, you have some background in this, right? I mean, what do you think about this, this tactic that was
0: employed? So I work in public relations and, you know, no, I won't tell you where I work, but so the one, number one thing that Ole Miss is fighting, you know, if you, if you're in the Ole Miss public relations office, I'm thinking, you know all these national publications. Every time there's like a racial incident, you know the Civil War, that kind of stuff. You're fighting against that, but today they decided to take an interesting tactic by just directly tying Ole Miss to the Civil War. <laughs> you know, like not even they're just they said Civil War.
1: Yeah, they like said in it the in tweet. the tweet. They said that's we're harkening <laughs> back to the Civil <laughs> War style of <laughs> photography.
0: <laughs> How dumb this is! I
1: know, dude. Yeah,
0: that's incredibly stupid and. And less than a week,
1: less than a week after the Kermit Davis comment, too. Like, we just can't stop stepping on our own dick. Jesus Christ.
0: And it's like, with these things, you're usually, you know, I don't know the approval process over there, but you're probably sitting in a room, throwing ideas out, and they get approved. You'd think there's probably, you know, more than a couple people in there, and no one thought to be like, dang, probably not a good idea to bring up the fucking Civil War.
2: There's ten old-timers good old boys, that's all they care about. And they're like, yeah, I've been good. We honor tradition back then. Grandpappy was fighting, you know? No,
1: what's even funnier, John, because, like, I, that, I, it would be funny. It, it would be funny if that's what the Manning Center was like. But I've met these guys. We're talking about the most, like, business school freaking polo tucked into khakis with Sperry's type dudes, and they are so far up their own ass that they think they can just do whatever they want and like, like, for instance, have a dumbass idea for a promotion, get called out on it, block everyone that called you out, and delete the promotion, and just keep on going. It's the same shit that we, I've been saying about Bjork for a while and him threatening people on Twitter with a wrestling belt and all this stuff. Like, they act like they're a national championship winning program. They have absolutely nothing to back it up. And, and it just doesn't work. Like, you're not going to improve if you don't, you know, meet people in the middle. Like, I, I, I just can't fathom the idea of blocking alums on Twitter. Like, do you think someone's going to donate to the football program when they can't even see the tweets from it? Like, it's, what is the end game here? Like, it's, it's so far removed from a competent messaging strategy. It boggles the mind. I'm more embarrassed by this crap every day.
2: I, hey, got, well, I-, I got a call from a student caller end of the last week. This engaging guy. I was on the phone five minutes. We had a you know good just general chat and then he's and then they get to the okay would you be willing to support us, you know they ask for money but they don't say money they you know mm-hmm. try support to, yeah so I said, and I said you know, can you send me the info it'll mm-hmm. be the review let me read get an email review it etc mm-hmm. so it's in my inbox and I have to say that my the odds weren't it was less than fifty percent I was going to do any donate. Right it has gone for now, the time being, no yeah because they go off and they do another dumb PR disaster.
1: They're just they're, so, just they're so bad at it and they're getting raises like John said in the past they're, they''re they're not only not getting any reprimand for it because the people in charge we know who we're talking about are so clueless they have no idea what's going on they're getting promoted for this crap like what, what this, it's insane wait,
2: how, how many shit think of this. We're talking about spring football here in a minute. Paul, Paul, tell me what you think the answer to this is. How many opposing schools have pictures of that? A.J. Brown's Civil War oh, outfit, my like, oh, my God. Every damn competitor has got their ammo. It's like they haven't learned. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, I, hate yeah, this. I hate this so much. I hate it so much, <laughs> listeners. God, it's You're so right. stupid.
2: Between that and Jordan Wilkins in the senior ah, season, the, the errors.
1: To this? Oh, this is why we're 14th in the SEC and athletic department, people. <laughs> this is what. This is why. Oh, it's so bad. Paul, I know you were it's, you were trying to say something. I want. I don't want to cut you off.
0: Oh, no problem. No, I, I think it's a good strategy because transparency is a good thing, right? So you just want to give <laughs> your opponent. You right. want to give your opponent the ammo, you know, just to right. have it out there. Sure. It's basically, there's no, there's nothing else to hide, right? Yeah.
1: Jesus. But yeah, I mean, like, is there anything? Okay, so, if you're not familiar with the negative recruiting tactics of other SEC schools against Ole Miss, they say the only black athletes that would go to Ole Miss are, and I mean, I would never use the term, but like Uncle Tom's, right? Like, they're they're race traders. They're people that don't care about, you know, like, their own – their cultural identity, anything like that. Like Ole Miss is like a big racist place. If you go there, you have to just abandon your own identity and be part of a, a cog in this like antebellum racist machine. Obviously, I, I think that's not necessarily true. That's very exaggerated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like John said, h- how are you disproving that message when you publish a tin type photo of the black athlete and say it's in the style of the Civil War? Like I just, ugh, my head's gonna explode thinking about this. Like. It's such a dumbass, unforced error. And I guess the only thing we can hope for is that Jacob sacrificed, you know, the privilege of not being blocked by Ole Miss football fast enough. The post got deleted. I don't know how long it was actually up for. I'm just it, – it, it boggles the mind. One more thing on the people calling and asking for money. Um, if they call and ask you for money from Ole Miss, you can, you can do like John did and be polite and say, send me the info and then ignore it forever. Um, you can tell them about how displeased you are with Ole Miss's PR strategy. Or, as I was saying before the show to John, you can do what Scott Ray does, Uh, a good friend of mine that's living out uh, in Texas right now, getting his um, doctorate in writing or something like that. Uh, He tells them, you know, I'd be happy to donate once all the Confederate statues are taken down, which I think is another great moral moral quandary to present to, like, a 19-year-old working at 6 p.m. after class or whatever. They need to think about these things. So I definitely encourage you to... uh, Get creative with the reasons you give Ole Miss uh, for not donating when they call you. Um, honestly, I almost want to call and give them an updated numbers so I can start having these interactions. Just because, like, you know, <laughs> once, once a week on the show, not enough time for me to vent. I, I would love to have a captive audience uh, calling me from campus at Ole Miss to hear about this.
2: Nah, don't vent at those. Don't vent at these people. They're students that need you know i mean they're working i'm not talking about a long
1: vent i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell a marketer keep them on the phone for two hours or whatever i'm just gonna tell them why that i don't feel like donating right now to our embarrassment of an alma mater
2: see the students that are actually having to work on these calls though are not are are not the tradition good old boys that are the problem here well if you
1: get lucky maybe you'll get dt shackleford calling you right (laughs)
2: <laughs> get lucky you get deep <laughs> fair enough I I'm just DT saying don't, don't I, well I'm not uh, you're going to go after anybody but I, I don't think that's the audience that really needs to hear the message the guy, obviously they, I'm not
1: actually going to call and give him my updated number but
2: still I think it's totally within yeah, you your right could writing. absolutely write a letter to Keith Carter and put it on Twitter I could absolutely that, do
1: that that's something that's something to think about I'm sure well, I think maybe we as a community should start thinking about what our open letter I mean, we just need to compile all maybe, of these maybe things.
2: Maybe the should have a petition and everybody can yeah,
1: to. Yeah, an open letter to the Ole Miss administration about why you're terrible at your job and should be replaced. Oh, my goodness. Um, no, you're right. I, obviously, I'm not going to rant and rave at these undergrads, but still, I think it's completely valid uh, when Ole Miss just continually gets in its own way. I mean, the chancellor gets in his own way, all of that. I, I mean... There's a new director of the IHL, um, Glenn Boyce, has stepped down. Who knows what that means for the future of uh, everyone's favorite goofy chancellor. Um, you know, We can hope, we can speculate. We'll see. I think everybody's
2: way too optimistic that something's going to happen to Vitter.
1: I, I agree that it's optimistic, but you know, I, we're also here on the ground. I think Paul and I both have probably heard uh, whispers about how unhappy everyone seems to be with him. At the same time, though, and I was talking about this earlier with uh, the aforementioned blocky Mr. Threadgill, um, you know, you can trace pretty much all of this embarrassment and, and just piss-poor effort back to Dan Jones getting fired, replaced with Chancellor Vitter. It's all been downhill since then. Uh, and all I can really take away from that when I look at it is that the, the Mississippi State-aligned members of the IHL and the Southern, Southern Miss-aligned members, I think they got what they wanted. I mean, I think they it honestly succeeded more than they ever could have hoped for when they removed Dan Jones because it's just been such a cluster since then on every front. I mean, Freeze is gone. Kennedy's gone. Obviously, Freeze, uh, all, all multiple fronts turned Ole Miss, the Old Miss brand into a national embarrassment between calling escorts and a huge NCAA scandal uh, it was just full of sloppy cheating it, he he really just dragged old Mrs. name through two different puddles of mud. so thank you thank you for that. Coach freeze. Um, there's just so much so much that I'm unhappy about. I, I don't know if that's coming through. Do you guys think people can tell?
2: No, no, no. A little no, bit I'm, I'm holding
1: it together. okay, cool 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 cool. All right, so are we done? Are we done on the negativity or are we gonna talk about the very positive uh, spring football developments?
2: We have positive spring football. No, I
1: mean I think there's not really any developments, right? I don't know if there's anything that's actually happened. I don't. I
2: haven't paid any attention to Sanders. I don't think you really have either. No, the running
1: back thing. I read. I read the one interview with Swinney. I think that's about it. Um, Paul, spring football was your idea, so you got to do it. You got to tell us what's going on.
0: Well, I was. You know, that's the one sport that I really pay close attention to. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking about like what you can talk about, and there's really nothing. Um, except for the fact that uh, I, I really want a picture of Phil Longo vaping. I heard that he vapes. Yeah, Have you guys heard that?
1: I, he definitely vapes because I believe Table Cobblestone saw him vaping at like a an away game. Like it, which one, which, which game? There's someone sent him a picture or something. There was some confirmation that was passed out on that one.
2: I, I support Longo vaping. Yeah,
1: he sm- he, yeah, he, so. he he smokes cigars in group pictures too. That's pretty cool. Honestly, for all the shit we gave Longo, he, he bothers me less than just about anybody, honestly. I, I don't have any problem with Longo. The players actually seem to like him.
2: He went and got Matt Corral.
1: Yeah. Right? I mean, other than other than Van Jefferson and other little whiny route runners out there like that, I mean, I think everybody's
2: <laughs> been happy with the system. It did good for AJ. That's, who's going to win more games this year? Tamu, ta, or, Tamu or Shea Patterson? Ooh, I, I think Tommy right Shea might not even be eligible. Oh shit! I didn't think about that. I haven't <laughs> have, it. mean, he hasn't. He what? probably he, will he, get it, he, but he hasn't yet. What if he has to sit out and Harbaugh Harbaugh leaves? Yeah, or I, I
1: mean, or he sits out and he just gets passed up on the roster and never really.
2: I don't think Harbaugh gets fired at Michigan. I think they kind of agree to no, part I, ways. I, I agree out. on that.
1: I mean, he hasn't. He has a quote-unquote lifetime contract, so I don't know. Hmm. Um, I, I will say that I am, I'm honestly more comfortable with Ole Miss's offense with, with Ta'amu. I mean, there, there have been a lot of things said. I'm no football expert by any means. I do think that Ole Miss's playbook was affected by Patterson's height. I mean, I, I think that it, it actually does create some problems for him. I, I think Teamu is much more uh of a prototypical fit for for uh, the air raid system the longer runs and i mean he executed so much better than patterson did in the comparisons last year i don't know he played easier, he played easier teams too tom you did. they
2: didn't understand that the word pocket began with the letter p i mean he just wanted to run around and be johnny football highlight reel the whole time
1: yeah and i think i mean we should have expected that he always said he wanted to be manzel and I mean, what, the big the big Great White Hope play from his freshman year was a, just a complete uh, you know, scramble drill busted play against Texas A&M where Stringfellow happened to get wide open. He's the next watching man. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I could see that. I could, I could see Shea being a perennial, perennial loser. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that tracks. <laughs> that tracks. Right. He's,
0: had some, he's had some terrible luck to go from who, Dan Werner, who I thought was a really good coordinator, hmm. to go to Longo to a system that doesn't fit his style – to go to Harbaugh, and then the offensive coordinator Dan Enos leaves. It's like uh, everywhere he goes, he just gets like fucked.
1: Yeah, and he just went to he went he did all that stuff just like because he wanted to be there. There was no other incentive. There was no uh, greasing of the path for him by any stretch. I'm sure. So I, I feel really bad for him. I'm just kidding. No, you're right. I mean, he's he has had a very bumpy road. The injuries. I mean. A lot his of it man. is a lot of it is self inflicted though. Not the injuries, but I mean he didn't have to transfer to Michigan. I mean he didn't have to come to Ole Miss. I mean it's honestly his fault for trusting Hugh Freeze. I, I think if anybody I would, that's smart could tell he was full of shit.
0: If I were him, I would have gone to Oklahoma. Like for all
1: As a know, as a was, transfer was, or out of high school?
0: No, no, no. Like transfer. Mm-hmm. Like he legitimately had interest from Oklahoma and he could be there right now you know, taking over for Baker Mayfield, I think that system probably fits him pretty well Yeah, to Michigan. So. Well,
1: I think Michigan, I don't know. I mean, you we'll tell see. me why he would choose Michigan over Oklahoma. And I, I think it's self-evident. It's all
2: awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know oh, what else we, to say. Paul, oh, I totally jumped in there and cut you off. You got a recap for us on spring. <laughs> I, I, <laughs>
0: I don't think he does. I will. I'll give you one. Oh. Okay. Our best running back, Devon Pennon, is not gonna play this year. Our is, second best running is back. Is he out
1: all year? I know he's out right now.
0: I bet he's not gonna play much.
1: Oof, yeah, so when he didn't really play last year.
0: So Sweeney like has been injured like two major injuries.
1: Well did you see the uh, interview that I was talking about? He said, um, it's been I've been adjusting because I have to change my play style. So he's so hurt that he's a different player yeah. now. That's not a great sign. That's encouraging. Yeah.
0: So our starter is in all likelihood Scotty uh, Scotty Phillips, Phillips? yeah. Scotty Phillips? And then He's Isaiah
1: Woolard is the backup, who was like no no one wanted him.
0: A gray shirt. Yeah. So the the sad thing I will say is though, other than running back, the offense is pretty much stacked. I mean, probably the best offensive line we've had. The wide receivers are probably you know a yeah. top three unit in the country. And
1: then the two quarterbacks uh, are both really
2: good. You right. guys forgot the best part of the offense. Dawson, Dawson, Dawson. Knox. Yeah, healthy Dawson Knox. I mean, he, yeah, basically, basically Gronkowski.
1: He was fine.
0: He was fine. But, yeah, so...
2: And he does not deserve do the
1: that hate that Dawson. he gets on this podcast. But it's it's really a side effect of the system that created him. It's not his fault.
2: He's a good rebel. Exactly. I,
1: I think the Dawson Knox jokes, for, for any listener that's not in on this... They they're more targeted at the people that love the idea of Dawson Knox, aka like racist old men that complain that they let, you know, too many black people play football now, that kind of thing. And this is not a joke, right? So I met two old guys that were Southern Miss fans, uh, and we were talking and this is a couple of years ago. And they literally said to me that they don't like football so much anymore because they don't let the white kids play anymore. Like the I, it boggled my mind. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." wait. You know the white kids can try out, right? Like they're getting beat. Like they're not—they're not banned from playing. They're just not as good. Like I thought this was a meritocracy. Just like that's the kind of person that the Dawson Knox jokes is making fun of, just to clear—to clear it up. It's not really about him. Do you think that's—is that
2: fair, John? Yeah, that's—that's that's
1: fair. Okay, sorry to—sorry uh, to pull the curtain back and take all the fun out of the jokes. But you know, he's—he's he's a fine player. It's whatever. He's fine.
2: I want to talk about the defense for a minute. Oof! What is there to talk about? Can we, and this is my question to all three of us, are, are we capable of naming the starting 11? No, no. Like, like our nope. A starting 11? Like, I, I could. To think. <sighs> what? I want to I take a minute and do this. I want to see if I can actually name like five oh, players at each position on defense. Okay.
1: So, defensive line, we got Josiah Cotney,
2: Kadir Shepard, Cotney, uh, Benito Jenner,
1: Ryder, Ryder Anderson,
2: Victor Evans. Oh,
1: Victor Evans. Charles Wiley. I thought Victor Evans was playing more like stand-up linebacker type. He's
2: on defense. We
1: know that. He is on defense. We know that. Yeah, Charles Wiley. Uh, hopefully not going to get in any more domestic assault trouble.
2: Yeah. Willie Himmler's a linebacker now. Yeah, is yeah. That right?
1: Okay, so the starting linebackers, I think I know this one, Bing Dukes and uh, – not to no go. Who was the Josh other? Josh
2: Clark. Uh, he got. I
1: think there was an older guy that was yeah. a starting linebacker. Maybe a Tipler. Maybe a Tipler and Bing Dukes. I don't know. Bing Dukes. I
2: know.
1: I know. I know. Oh,
2: uh, what was uh, Dante Evans or whoever? He's
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he sucks. He sucks. <laughs> he. I, no, I this is he where it, this is where it gets dude. really hard for me. Cornerbacks, was... we know two. Dante Evans was a four-star Georgia kid. I mean, he's a. I boss. think he was a three-star. He was a three-star.
2: He's a four on Rivals. He's five eight four-star.
1: Yeah, but we don't use Rivals, dude. I mean, it, it, everyone uses the composite. Everyone uses the composite. All right, yeah. Like, do, what do you What do you love? Uh, Mike Farrell? You think he's the smartest man in football? Come on. I didn't say shit that guy is Mike, a freaking
2: joke. Mike Farrell's a damn Yankee. Lives in Connecticut. Let's get that straight.
1: He really is a joke, though. Like, his column is such trash.
2: It really is. But uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever. I mean, this is not a, a Rivals Central podcast. He's not today.
2: as trash as Dan Walken. Wait, did we cover that last No, week?
1: that's that's happened since. The that Dan, Dan Walken shit is out. hilarious. Uh,
2: but that's our topic on the fly. We forgot to plan for that. Good. Good. Uh, um, so,
1: uh, update. Bring the people up to
2: speed on that, John. Shouldn't do a fucking so, so, was there a FOIA request that triggered this? How did this get out with with Walker?
1: Yeah, it's it's got to be FOIA. I think someone FOIA'd uh, Carrier, John Carrier's cell phone.
2: Somebody, some crazy, or, or what did he call them? Some wacko Tennessee fan. And they are wackos. They are wackos. FOIA'd uh, Curry's phone. They don't delete or hide the evidence cuz they're stupid cuz nobody knows how to cover anything up these days. Well, even or, if you delete and,
1: it, I think the FOIA would still get at the actual electronic record, I
2: think. Here's the other thing I don't get, yeah. Is Mark Cuban has invented a communication mechanism that el- erases this stuff allegedly with dust? Why don't all these people use dust for this shit? Oh, and so this- is
1: that that's like Signal I'm guessing, like signals like an anonymous messaging app that's more popular? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Something like that, as opposed to a damn iMessage, where everything's tracked. Right?
1: Well, I mean, it it is crazy because I think it's just a convenience thing. Like texting is so convenient that people can't stop it. But you know that they know the rules because they they use phone calls to do the most the you know the dirtiest stuff. I, yeah. I think the stuff in text is un, it, Like they use it for stuff that's unseemly. But not technically against the rules, like what we're talking about, which is asking Dan Wolken to help do PR for your hiring of Shiano, who you know helped cover up for Sandusky, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's exactly what happened. And Wilkin said, "I'll do some PR for you, smiley face." And then he put out an article about how Shiano was a great hire, and Tennessee fans are crazy. And it's just like it's just a really embarrassing look for Wolkin. Like I doubt he gets officially punished at work, but I have a hard time believing he's gonna go any higher. And the Big J journalism ranks after this um, very embarrassing moment for him.
2: Confirms what he is. I mean, nobody should be surprised at this, but mm-hmm. it's pretty. I it's also, it's how every national writer operates. And they just didn't cover their tracks on this one. It's being stupid. Yeah,
1: it's it's really bad. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's absolutely true too. Like, if you were able to FOIA every national football writer's phone you're gonna find so much embarrassing fan service to the coaches and all because that's how they get the access um but the reason it's notable for Wolken is because he's gone so hard after old miss for feeding stories to journalists and stuff like that it's just like you know it's too fitting that that, that this will come out
2: act, Wolken acts like a teenager. Yeah, he, he's a child, uh, I, I
1: still don't know what Ole Miss did to, to bully him so hard to make him well, act like he does.
2: look at how dumb Ole Miss is. Honestly, yeah. well, getting mad at Ole Miss is perfectly viable.
1: Yeah, and, true. And Hugh Freeze is – But he's, he's petty. He's not mad at the stuff we're mad at. He's he's mad about the, the most whiny stuff, generally speaking.
2: I mean, he actually makes you think for a minute that Ross and Freeze are kind of the victims in the whole thing. <laughs> You're right. Okay, no, no. I, no, that's how bad walking i can't abide that yeah that's fair
0: well you said justin you said that you doubt that he gets in trouble for this and i i agree i think you know you know he's it's, he's too thing. it's too embarrassing
1: it's too embarrassing for his employers to to bring it up and, and reprimand him publicly yeah
0: i will say as someone who did dabble in journalism for a little while he should be fired for this though because he's literally admitting like he works for he doesn't work for some like small little newspaper in bumfuck Mississippi or even like you know a state paper he works for USA Today. No, I agree. And he's it's admitting even though it's even though it's sports. He's admitting to to use USA Today to do PR for someone.
2: He he <laughs> well, he's fired for that. I know. Well, hang on here. He's on the sinking ship that is Gannett. Yeah. True. I mean, it's a
1: trash I, I, organization. I,
2: I may know a thing or two about the state of the printing industry.
1: You might. You might. Yeah. Gannett is complete trash. I mean, we all have first-hand stories. For I guess you
2: know, probably shouldn't blatantly trash can G- Well, actually, you know what? They hang us, so screw it.
1: We won't tell. We won't Air tell Tom, Gannett if y'all re- don't.
2: Aircom will wreck your Pack drives. Gannett <laughs>
1: Um. So a little a little late breaking news in the podcast here. It, it's probably not. Let's see when it was posted. It was posted at two forty. I just missed it. So uh, we were thinking Houston Roth was going to get the start tomorrow. Actually, going to be Jordan Fowler bringing out the lefty against Usm. I mean, All I right. don't I don't hate it. They they have some left handed bats.
2: Honest to God, that's the, that's the one thing cause they got, what one lefty in the pen. Right, he's the only one. Yeah, but. but they're so damn good that who cares? In college ball, it doesn't matter.
1: Right, and also, you're you run going to run Rollison out there on Thursday, who's a lefty, so you got to think it's okay to have righties coming out of the bullpen. So if Fowler's available Friday, Saturday, that's probably fine, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so just a little little back to a little sports thing in there. Yeah, the Woken thing was hilarious. I mean, but at the same time, the whole Greg Shiano saga was just very – it was quite shameful. I mean, has there ever been a worse uh, coaching search? I mean, I think Bjork did a better job with Luke than what Tennessee went through to get Jeremy Pruitt, honestly. I mean, that that was the definition of, of embarrassing. I think they pre- – well, Yeah. The the final hire is not as bad as hire just promoting Matt Luke, but the search itself was just beyond insane. The fact that Fulmer comes in and overrules him because I mean, he was gonna Curry was gonna hire Dave Doran, just like Bjork wanted to. They both got overruled by uh, good old boys. So really, not that different of a
0: search. Pretty similar. Um, they got overruled, or at least what Paul? Oh, they got overruled, or like Bjork over got overruled to hire a worse coach. It's crazy.
1: I mean, it's a good possibility that uh, that what does Kerry did as well. I mean, Dora is not an exciting hire, but he he's a head coach, right?
2: Or at least would have been a proven head coach that comes in. He's had steady results. I think
1: Tennessee needs stability right now. I don't know if Pruitt's going to bring
2: you know the stability they need. He's kind Why of a hot is, head. The whole idea that every I mean there's way there's too much bias being placed on the Saban and Alabama methodology. His, his where coaching is it, tree is bare. we yeah, we're outside of Jimbo at Florida State. Where and Lane at FAU. Must champ flopped, although he's doing better the second time around. Lane's there. Yeah, and also um, I don't
1: know how much success how much of Lane success you can attribute to Saban considering that they were still, you know, butting heads so hard that he got fired before the national championship Irby. game.
2: Kirby's off to a good start, although I would argue that the three of us could go kick-ass Yeah, you know who's part. off
1: to a good start in uh, in Athens? I-, I would say Mr. Benjamin Franklin. You know, there's, uh, he's, he's doing a hell of a job.
2: I think they've changed up the old Georgia way. They've gotten committed. They've, they got the machine uh, humming.
1: It's uh, it's It's working quite well over in Athens.
2: I read some
0: article today about how the the issue in Georgia right now is managing an, a roster of blue chips.
1: Yeah, I mean that's it's cool. Alabama. I, if anything, if if Smart took anything from Saban, it's the machine. I mean it's the it's the way you get those those guys in. Like, yeah, that's that's the key. That's that's really more important than anything you do as a coach on the field, on the practice field.
2: I'll say this too: Kirby probably could have easily left for a job a few years ago.
1: He held. He yeah, he thought- waited.
2: He stuck around Alabama a lot longer than I think you know most but it, almost I thought.
1: He couldn't have left for the Georgia job, you know. If he was waiting on that job, he did a good job, and it's I think it was smart because there's not that many schools in the country. I mean, there's probably only I don't
2: think he was waiting specifically for the Georgia. But
1: job. he could have been I, waiting for a top five resources job, of which Georgia is.
2: Yeah, but yeah,
1: it's such a great opportunity. You can't pass that up.
2: He oh I, I, he he it worked out for him, but I thought he was. I think Kirby got rewarded for hanging for hanging around longer than, than most than – Do you, you I think, think Kirby everybody. maybe
1: thought he could wait around and be the replacement at Alabama? I don't know. I mean, I think it's Dabo. I think it's definitely Dabo.
2: I don't think Dabo takes the job. I think I he does. Agree. I think I would, he's already
1: been told that he's going to be the next coach.
2: I don't think Dabo – I think Dabo – you know, Clemson, have good enough where Dabo realizes I can stay at Clemson, win 10 games a year. They'll treat me like God. I want him a title and blah, et cetera. And he really doesn't have to worry about that. Okay, versus so Dabo. Goes,
1: Dabo's making six point seven five. If he loses a game in
2: Alabama, he's a failure.
1: Yeah, but he's making $6.75 million. If, if he continues to do well there, wins another national championship, Saban retires, they don't know who to turn to, they would easily pay him $10 million or $12 million.
2: Dabo play at Bama, or is he just from Birmingham?
1: No, he played at Bama. Um, well, at least he, he went to Bama. Let me check. He was a
2: walk-on. All, all Dabo has to say, though, is that he would not want to disrespect Bear Bryant. You know, he... He wants to pay greatest respect. Alabama is Bear Bryant. You're going to love and this, Bear, John. You're gonna, he, was a, he was a
1: walk-on wide receiver.
2: He's Jordan Holder.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, dude. He probably has like 40 concussions.
2: <laughs> he probably does, actually. He probably he looks like he does. <laughs> um, you man. know, everybody gives shit about, to Dabo about what hell is he. Dabo knows what he is and he knows what he isn't. What? And he... He deserves a hell of a lot of credit for getting out of the way when he needs to get out of the way on stuff. Yeah. People, people, need, to rec- people need to recognize and operate more like Dabo in that regard.
1: You know who's uh, who's on Dabo's coaching tree? Old Chad Morris. Chad Morris. That's right. That's right. Hell yeah.
2: Paul, I don't think I've had a chance to ask you this one. I I cannot see any way that Chad Morris works in Arkansas. I think it's probably one of the worst hires I've witnessed over the past five years. You agree? Yeah, I
0: would agree. I mean, he, he wasn't even that great at, at uh, SMU. I mean, I mean,
2: how the hell does he win there?
0: It, it's got worse. It's got worse talent than Mississippi, like Arkansas. It's probably like the worst state in the SEC for talent. And also, I to, it was a reactionary hire, though. It was going the opposite of Brett Vlietmaa. And you know, right? It just so happened to be Chad Morris. They wanted Chris someone. Morris
2: doesn't have a tenth of the credentials that Bealum had when he took the job. No, not even close. Right.
0: But you know how crazy Arkansas fans are. They're like Beelman run up the middle, blah blah blah. Fuck this. We need someone that's going to toss it around and blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. that high what
1: scoring, got. fast tempo. So we had old
2: Petrino. We threw that ball around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the the talent deficiency in Arkansas, it makes a ton of sense to kind of do what Bielema did and try to develop your own unique identity that you can then recruit to. Um, And he was able to recruit some really great offensive linemen there that would have never come to Arkansas if he hadn't created this, you know, big man paved the way, lineman first identity. So I I think that that, uh, Chad Morris is kind of going to be selling the same thing that about half the league is selling right now. I mean, let's let's go through it. What what teams are, are saying the same thing about their offense? Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Auburn. Uh, Dan Mullen at Florida is going to say, you know, high scoring, you know, come play an exciting offense to wide receivers and stuff like that. Um, the Texas A&M with Jimbo, I mean, it's pro style, but they're going to have a high-powered offense. It's just not unique at all. It's, it's just it's the same thing. And then you're in Fayetteville, which is like four hours from anything. Uh, and eight hours from a lot of places, that uh, big airports and stuff. It's
2: just I don't know. I agree. It's it's a tall order. I mean Chad Morris. There, there's not any really any real talent in Missouri, and you got to compete with Missouri for it. All Oh yeah, Missouri. Kids,
1: Missouri runs a spread now too, like a, a, a high tempo throw it around we'll, Drew Locke spread.
2: You know, Odom's actually did, did a decent job second half of the year. If I
1: was a recruit, I would choose Missouri over Chad Morris right now.
2: Oh yeah. Um, I mean, all the Oklahoma kids are going to go to the Oklahoma State or Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, I mean and the te- big the Big Twelve is pretty strong, about, and that's bad for them.
2: And you're what tenth in line to go to, to go to Texas? Yeah. Or, or to get a Texas kid? Here, here's the thing: Ohio State's quarterback and running back last year were both from Texas. Yeah. Ohio State, how the hell is Arkansas going in there and getting a decent kid?
1: Yeah. No, They're, I'm yeah. I think you might be being generous with tenth. I mean, there are programs like Ohio State that, if they want a kid in a state like Texas, they're going to be in the top three from day one, along
2: with the Longhorns. They have every chance to go in and get a kid as Nebraska does.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, with Jimbo at A and M, I mean Texas is getting really tough. Old Miss is Her- lucky that Mississippi Her- has all the talent this year because Texas is tough.
2: Herman, I think, gets Texas turned around here in a couple of years. Yeah, Jimbo, I, mean, I think so. Jimbo's going to recruit if nothing else. LSU's the head of you going good. to Houston. Baylor, Baylor probably eventually recovers as much as we hate him. Texas Tech's there. I mean, I'd say Arkansas and Texas Tech are on the same plane. TCU. TCU's got an advantage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're probably competing with SMU and Texas Tech for kids. You're not going to win in the SEC West doing that consistently. No.
1: I, yeah. I, their recruiting class this year was, was evident. I mean, it was not good. What are you saying, Paul?
2: Oh,
0: yeah. I know, you know, like three years ago, even when Freeze was here, we did a good job of going into Texas and we've got some great kids. But this past recruiting class, Texas locked its borders. I saw like a top 20 of the Texas kids and like they built a wall.
2: Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, yeah, they built a border wall. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they built a border. They built the wall. But no, like 18 <laughs> or 19 of the top 20 kids went to the Texas schools. It was almost all text. It most mostly went to UT and then some went to A&M. Yeah. So that's kind of over where, you know, people are. Or for, for the moment, people going in and poaching these kids from Texas.
2: Well, didn't uh, – or may- maybe this was uh, – or maybe I'm thinking of the running back that was a freshman Ohio State. Oh, I don't know if Ohio State got anybody from Texas this past year. Oh, never mind. I got mixed up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. It's it's a tough job for Morris. I don't know what his plan is really. I mean, it seems like his plan is just kind of be like the Hugh Freeze type personality um so I mean I guess maybe he'll get super dirty. What do you guys think about the Illinois thing? Y'all been seeing this? Everybody's saying Illinois is the new old miss cuz I got a five star. What? No. Yeah, Illinois got like a five star quarterback or something and everybody's just been saying, "Oh, it's old miss all over again. They're going to they're going to go down hard, blah blah blah." Well,
2: Lovey Smith coached in a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I mean I he think won- it's stupid.
2: I think it's dumb.
1: Like any college can be appealing with the to the to the right kid with the right set of coaches.
2: Yeah, qu- quarterback's different. It doesn't shock me if a good quarterback goes somewhere kind of a little bit different.
1: No, because he's, quarterbacks are, are weird. They have their own unique ideas on what their college experience is going to be. Like, like.
2: He's got to like the coaches, et cetera. He's got to he feel gets, comfortable
1: that he's their guy. Yep. Yeah. Like the system they're pitching him.
2: Don't have to go to a blue chip school to. Uh, to get drafted high.
1: Well, and obviously, like, yeah, it's Illinois, like they're they're not historically good, but it's a state that is essentially located and full of talent. I mean, it's not that shocking that they Actually, would they This would is so really there.
2: damn smart, and here's why. Because think of all these spread schools right now. Who mm-hmm. who who runs an offense that'll teach you to be ready to play in the NFL? Yeah. Love you Smith's nah. gonna run a better offense than most places.
1: For, for that, for getting ready for the NFL, you mean? Yep.
2: Yeah, Yeah. This guy thinks he's an NFL player. He's like a top-ten draft pick.
1: Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I agree. That's why people go to Alabama and Georgia.
2: And Lovey's got a damn good point. I mean, the other guys that you would say you could put in that category, I mean, Lane Kiffin comes to mind, quite frankly. Yeah. Coach to go play the pros.
1: Um I mean, Lovey will
2: do a better job than Jim Moore. Jim Moore is about the most overrated coach. Obviously he lost his job at UCLA, but mm-hmm. um shit, I'm trying to think of who who else out there would be good to go get you ready to play. Well, in I
1: mean, uh what do what do you think about um Miami? Do you think Rick can be, he's put a lot of guys in the league?
2: I think Rick would be in the top. He's top twenty, probably better than top twenty for yeah, that. Yeah, obviously Saban can say he's
1: put a lot of guys in the league. I mean, I think I think Smart can say they're making NFL factory.
2: Chris Peterson hasn't done it, but Urban—I
1: I mean, Urban for sure. For
2: sure.
1: Yeah, has he? I mean, even if you don't go on Who? to have a long career, he's going to get you drafted. Who's he, Who's he put in the league? His guys still get drafted. They drafted his quarterback to play wide receiver two, three years ago.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about actually play quarterback. He didn't have one.
1: Yeah, but isn't th- but isn't that this is kind of the whole conversation we're having, right? Quarterback is not like other positions. You have pro quarterbacks from every small ass who all over the place. I mean, Eli Manning's a pro quarterback from Ole Miss, for God's sake. I mean, Hell
2: Cutcliffe's probably one of the twenty best yeah. coaches. Yeah, but honest to God,
1: he, I, mean, I, I think the problem is that recruiting these guys, they're never realistic about it. Like, it's not like they really look at it. You know, like they they listen to all kinds of stuff. So maybe maybe you believe that yeah this coach hasn't put a lot of guys in the league at quarterback I'm gonna be the guy like he has a system for me though like he's I'm gonna be his first one I don't know but yeah, yeah. I, I agree the Illinois thing is stupid that's why I brought it up um, we're we're wrapping up the show the final four is in place did you get any of the final four right in your bracket John
2: no I didn't fill out a bracket oh yeah
1: right but the one you would have the one I, you would have submitted
2: am the, I am I am the namesake of a bracket.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, but, uh, you're the namesake. Uh, the I, I thank you for taking last place in the Friday Rolling Bracket Challenge, which would definitely be mine by birth. Oh, uh,
2: I, I got the I got the year right. The sixteen beat a one. I'd rather have did. that than a. You did.
1: You did get that right. That was crazy. Um, everybody's cheering for Loyola Chicago, right? You got to.
0: Absolutely. Got, I think so. Got to yeah. love
1: an underdog. Um, cool. All right. Well, that's that'll be next weekend. Looks like that's on
0: Saturday.
1: Uh, obviously, I haven't, worked, I haven't watched a single tournament game. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I don't know who's
0: in the final four except for them
2: in Villanova. Loyola,
1: Michigan, Villanova, Kansas. It's Loyola
2: versus Michigan. Yeah, yeah. And then and Villanova, then Kansas. Villanova, Kansas. You got two ones going to each other. Malik Newman is – how many minutes does Malik Newman play? For- I don't know, but he's,
1: he's emerging, right? I saw people talking about him.
2: I, mean, I think he scored 35 last
0: night. I saw that on Twitter. He's crazy. Did he no way. Maybe I made that up, but I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> he scored thirty five points. You heard it here first.
1: If yeah, wow. If that's true, that is
0: that He is scored thirty
1: Thirty two. He scored thirty two and City. beat Duke. Damn, Paul. You were pretty close. I was close, three. Man, State three, fans <laughs> this is eating State fans alive, I'm telling you. Did he well, that always have Thirty two. Yeah, he scored thirty two. He scored thirty two versus Duke. Are you shitting me? No, dude. He's actually becoming good.
2: Was he like a starter for him?
1: I don't think so. He scored all thirteen of their points in overtime, dude. That's actually lit.
2: That's you know, congratulations to him. Yeah,
1: all I mean he's a Mississippi kid. I mean we don't have any animosity his dad, his, towards him. He didn't leave our his school.
2: Dad nearly wrecked yeah. his career.
1: Yeah, and I think he might be. He might be getting it back on track. So. Okay, Mississippi boy does good. Cheering for you, Malik. I will pull for Kansas versus Villanova and hope that he keeps doing well and hope he goes to the league after this. Hell, who cares? Um, <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, obviously, we're gonna watch these very high uh, difficulty baseball games this week. See, uh, you know how Ole Miss looks come out the other side, and then oh, what? Only two weeks left after this before John gives us his thoughts on the offense. I'm assuming he's preparing like a whole you know, sabermetrics, like, kind of advanced, deep dive, I mean, all this time. Um, Everybody get ready. Get ready. It's going to be really good. Uh, but, yeah, that's the stuff we're watching. Uh, spring football is going on, as we did not really talk about on the show, except to kind of talk about how little anyone knows about this team. Um, there's a Grove Bowl at
2: some point. I don't know. Malik Newman played 39 minutes against Clemson in the Sweet 16 and scored 17 which is a leading score for the two. good good for him at all he's, so, you know I
1: mean? he's popping off for real like if they if they go on to win he could he could end up being like an NCAA tournament MVP this is crazy he's blessed crazy crazy yeah bless up fam it's God's plan bless him uh yeah god's plan god's plan is for drake to play fortnite on twitch and be awful at it this, this might not be a reference for you guys maybe somebody listening will understand that uh, but yeah thanks for listening guys uh, follow the podcast on twitter if you don't already although i gotta be honest i don't tweet a whole lot uh but why don't you follow our friends on twitter follow table Cobbleson follow the pocket tool. Um, you're really good guys you got anything else you want to plug Paul thank you so much for coming on one of the best guests of all time I gotta say
0: I appreciate it I think we, we hit all the uh, good stuff tonight I appreciate you guys having me on
1: of course dude well thank you for, uh, for asking me on the show and anytime we're, you're always welcome man um, always bring a nice fresh perspective to the show John you got anything else you want to talk about this week before we sign off
2: nope we're good to go
1: alright guys uh, review, the iti- review the podcast on Apple Podcast uh, give it the five stars that would be awesome uh, still have not ordered the t-shirt so if you're hearing this you don't know about this you go to the Twitter there's a link for uh, Google Form if you want to get a Lance After Dark t-shirt uh, and we'll get that order in the next couple of weeks here and then give this out to you hopefully in late April or May um, so thanks for that thanks for listening um, thank you to Paul thank you to John I'm Justin we'll talk to you again next week